Hey friends, welcome back to the Love and Relationships Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Faleta, and I'm so glad you're tuning into these candid conversations about love, sex, dating, singleness, and marriage. For those of you who don't know me or are tuning in for the first time, I'm a licensed professional counselor and author specializing in relationship issues. I also run the relationship advice blog, truelovedates.com, reaching millions of people with the message that healthy people make healthy relationships. If you've tuned into the podcast before, you know it's a hotline style show, meaning people call in or write in with their relationship questions, and I answer them on this show in short, practical, bite-sized answers. If you have a question that you want me to answer on the show, send it via email or voice memo to deborah at truelovedates.com or check out my podcast page, truelovedates.com slash love and relationships, and I'll do my best to get it answered on one of the episodes. So let's get started. Hey, Deborah, it's Mike from Virginia. And my question for you is about the four seasons of a relationship. I'm excited about your new book and learning more about each season. But my question is, how can a person know what season their relationship is in? Thanks so much. I love this question about the four seasons of a relationship. And it makes me so excited to hear that you're excited about this new message of love in every season. Love in Every Season comes out in officially one week. One week from today, guys, it will be in your hands. And I can't wait to hear what you think about it and help you dive a little deeper into the four different seasons of a relationship. So with this question in mind, I think it's really important that we take some time to kind of give you a brief intro And um, just to kind of start digging into this subject a little bit more, understanding the four seasons a little bit better, understanding the components of each season so that you know what season you might be in and what each season looks like, what each season offers in a relationship. So that's what we're going to be doing over the next four weeks. We are going to be talking about the four seasons of every healthy relationship and and the components and the characteristics and how you know if your relationship is healthy or not healthy. I'm going to be giving you some of my favorite concepts from each season. So when you get ready to read this book, you open to the first page, you're going to be met with somewhat of a surprising line, and it goes like this, it wasn't love at first sight. Not for me anyway. When I met John for the first time, there were no bells or whistles, no butterflies in my stomach or palpitations in my chest, no voices from heaven or spotlight in the clouds shining down, no signs like we're typically told there'll be when we meet the person with whom we'll spend the rest of our lives. In reality, I wasn't even thinking of love at the time, at least not love with him. And I started the book about love with that line, that paragraph about my relationship with John when we first met, because I think it's important to understand that love is something that grows. Love is something that isn't always there upon first glance. It isn't always there when you meet somebody for the first time. You know, we talk so much about these myths of what love actually looks like. 
electricity and signs from heaven and God just pointing that this is the one, like all of a sudden they've got like a halo over their head and we're like, oh, that must be the one. We talk about this feeling that you might feel when you meet somebody that you just know. And I just wanted to make sure to start off the book addressing that myth because love doesn't always work like that. Love doesn't always come with these signs and intense feelings and chemistry that that you just know that you know that you know. And I'm not saying that doesn't happen for anybody because if you scroll through a little bit more in the book, you'll get to John's side of the story when he first met me. And when he first met me, as you'll read in detail, he felt like he just had this thought that this is the girl he's going to marry. There was no validity to the thought. There was no reasoning to the thought. He didn't know me. He didn't know anything about me. All he knew is, okay, here's this woman that I just met, and I just have this feeling that this might be the woman that I'm going to marry. And he calls up his best friend at the time, and he's like, hey, I think I just met the girl I'm going to marry. And his friend's like, you're insane. Like, what, what on earth is going on? This is so unlike you. And it's true. It was very unlike him to have that type of a reaction. Um, he's not that kind of guy. He's, he's very uh, logical and he thinks through his decisions. He's not impulsive. But here he is thinking, like, I'm going to marry this woman. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter if you feel that instant spark going into a relationship. And it doesn't matter if you don't feel that instant spark like I did. Like, I had no clue. I wasn't even thinking about that when I first met him. But here's the key. No matter what you feel at the get-go of a relationship, in order to get to the point where this relationship is marriage material, you've got to first go through the four seasons of a relationship. John and I had to both navigate through the seasons of spring, summer, fall and winter in order to know if this relationship was a good fit or not. Healthy relationships are going to navigate through these seasons. And in every season, they're going to be exposed to the characteristics and the traits and the qualities that this relationship possesses. You're going to know with each passing season, how healthy this relationship actually is. And that's what matters. It doesn't matter what you feel at the get-go. I mean, your feelings could be totally off and backwards. I know people who have felt that feeling upon first glance where they, where they thought to themselves, this is the person I'm going to marry. And they ended up marrying somebody who was no good for them. That feeling doesn't necessarily come from God. I'm not saying it never comes from God, but what I am saying is sometimes that feeling is rooted in our past baggage. I mean, think about that. Sometimes what we feel so strongly about is because it's familiar. It's because it's something that our bodies has felt or experienced before. I always say that sometimes we are attracted to what's familiar more than what's healthy. So what I'm trying to say here is just because you feel that instant feeling doesn't mean that this relationship is healthy or good for you. Just because you're attracted to someone does not mean they are good for you. 
And John might have been attracted to me from the get-go, but he still had to go through the seasons. He still had to put in his mind that he was going to get to know this girl and see if she was a good fit for him. He didn't tell me right away that he thought, hey, I, I might marry you. I mean, he didn't tell me that until way, way later in our relationship because we had to navigate through the different seasons in order for us to understand if we were going to be a good match for one another. Whether you're in the early stages of dating or whether you are in a committed marriage, you're going to walk through these seasons again and again and again. You're going to cycle through them over and over again. And each cycle through is going to show you new things about the relationship. It's going to give you new opportunities to work on this relationship. It's going to show you the problem spots in the relationship and what you need to do to navigate through those problem spots because the four seasons are either going to make your relationship or they're going to break your relationship. Like I said earlier, the first season of a relationship is the season of spring. When we think about the season of spring in nature, what comes to mind? You think about things starting to grow. You think about farmers starting to plant seeds. It's the time of sowing. You think about the blossoms and the trees starting to bloom and there's color everywhere. The sun is shining bright. It's been cold for many, many months. And now all of a sudden things are starting to thaw. The, the ground is starting to thaw and animals are starting to come out of hibernation. There's a lot of things going on in the season of spring. That's the analogy right there. That is the analogy to the season of spring in a relationship. There's a lot of new things happening in the season of spring. Our feelings are coming out of hibernation. All of a sudden, you know, you may not have felt attraction to somebody for a long time. Maybe it's even your spouse and, and you've been struggling and now all of a sudden things are coming back to life. If you're in a relationship with someone that you're dating, it's usually full of new feelings and experiences. Your emotions are heightened. You see everything through a rose-colored lens. Um, and, and, and it's a season of growth. You're really starting to invest in the growth of your relationship. And in the book, I talk through so many important aspects in the season of spring. I talk about this, the importance of sowing the right seeds, because if you're not sowing the right seeds in the season of spring, you're not going to have the right fruit when the time comes. The season of spring is the time for planting seeds and, and asking yourself, what kind of seeds are you planting in this relationship? And I talk through some of the most important seeds that you should be planting in love in every season. It's also the season of working on the foundation of your friendship. It is so important to realize that friendship is the key to a long-lasting relationship. The best marriages are built on the best of friendships. That's something that's completely underestimated in our culture. You know, we talk about the friend zone and how you should avoid the friend zone. And, but here's the thing about it. 
I don't think this has anything to do with the friend zone. If you've been friend zoned, I really think what it comes down to is somebody's not interested in you. It's not because you were friends that they friend zoned you. It's because there was no attraction to begin with. There's no reciprocity of feelings to begin with. There's something that's just not working for one person or the other in a relationship. And that's what the friend zone is. I don't think it means that when you become friends with someone and you develop a deep friendship, you're going to get automatically put in the friend zone. That's not how it works. In fact, the best relationships are made when two people have built the foundation of a best friendship. And and that's what I talk to you about in Love in Every Season. We talk about the importance of friendship and what you can actually learn about somebody in the season of friendship, why friendship is so important, and the things that you need to be looking for throughout the season of friendship. There are major benefits to being friends before lovers. And that's what I want you guys to understand. And for those of you who are married, learning to cultivate that season of friendship, even if you've never had it to begin with, What does it look like to invest in your friendship? And why does that impact every other part of your relationship? Another thing I discuss in the season of spring is about attraction. We talk a lot about attraction. Attraction is one of the number one questions I get on a regular basis at the podcast and at the blog, how important is physical attraction and, and, and what else do I need to know about attraction and what do I do when attraction is missing in a relationship? I cover all of these things in detail in the season of spring and I expose you to the four laws of attraction. Guys, attraction is multifaceted. It's not just one thing. When we think of attraction, we often just think of the physical level. We think of someone you've got chemistry with, a sexual attraction, a physical attraction. But I want to suggest that attraction is so much deeper. Attraction is layered. It's multifaceted. And there are four major laws that come with attraction, four components to attraction that you need to have in place in order to have deep, meaningful attraction. So we're going to redefine attraction. We're going to talk about physical attraction, but we're also going to redefine it. And we're going to redefine attraction all together and talk through what matters and what doesn't matter when it comes to attraction. I'm going to share with you more about our story in the early years and and some of the different things that we had to navigate through in the season of spring. So all of those things are in the season of spring, but today I want to talk to you about the component of growth, which is one of the main keys that I talk through in the section of spring in Love in Every Season, we talk about the pattern of growth because spring is a season of growth, right? Things have to be growing in order for them to continue surviving. If your relationship isn't growing, especially early on in the season of spring, if you're not seeing characteristics of growth, it means something is wrong in the relationship. I talk about The key components to growth are always going to be give and take, give and take. And you guys have heard me talk about my black thumb, right? You've heard me talk about how terrible I am with plants. But one thing I have learned from plants is that in order for a plant to survive, you can't give it too much and you can't give it too little. I'm known for watering my plants hardly ever. (laughs) Like I hardly water my plants. So my husband got me these succulents that don't really need much watering 
And he thought, okay, if I get her these succulents, she's probably going to be able to keep them alive because they're kind of like cacti and you only need to water them a couple drops a week. Well, I forgot whether or not I watered these succulents. So I overwatered them. I'd say, okay, is this, did I water them this week? I don't even remember. So I'm just going to water them again. And sure enough, I overwatered these succulents and they ended up dying. The roots ended up rotting and they died. Needless to say, I am no good at keeping plants alive. But one thing I learned from plants is that you can give them too much and they will die. And you can give them too little and they will die. And guys, that is exactly what you need to know about relationships. If you're in a relationship where you are giving too little, it's going to die. But if you're in a relationship where you're giving too much, it's also going to die. You have to have the right balance of give and take in a relationship, whether you're dating somebody, whether you are married, these are things that you need to understand about a relationship. And, and there's a lot of reasons why we give too much in relationships. And there's a lot of reasons why we give too little in relationships. And guys, in this section of, of Love in Every Season, we're going to talk some family of origin stuff. We're going to dig a little deeper. If you feel like you're the type of person who gives too much, I'm going to give you some suggestions. I'm going to give you some examples Three reasons why you might be giving too much. Maybe you're the type of person who's a rescuer. You know, the type of person who you come from a history where, where things did not go well in your family of origin and you're trying to rescue people around you. Maybe you are the type of person who needs to please people. Maybe you're a pleaser. And that's why you give too much. You want to please people around you. Maybe you're struggling with insecurity and that's why you give too much in a relationship because it makes you feel good about yourself. We're going to talk about those three types of people and why they give too much and what the root of that is. Because if you can't get to the root of why you give too much in relationships, you're never going to be able to solve the problem. Maybe you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I'm the opposite of that. I'm the type of person who gives too little in a relationship. Well, maybe you give too little because you're a cynic. You know, maybe you don't trust people. You're trying to protect your heart. You've got all kinds of walls that you've built around you because you are struggling to trust. Maybe you give too little because you are wounded. You've had so many hurts in the past and you're trying to protect yourself from getting hurt all over again. Or maybe you, you, you've been so hurt that you tend to hurt other people. So you're trying to protect them. And that's why you give too little. Or maybe you're struggling with feeling empty. You know, you're so tired and exhausted and drained that you have nothing left to give. And, and where it starts with you is learning how to fill yourself up again. But, but why are you that type of person? Why are you empty or wounded or cynical about relationships? And, and why do you give too little? Guys, this chapter is going to expose all of those things and help you understand what components in your family of origin, what components in your relationship history might have something to do with how much or how little you give in relationships. We're going to talk about the importance of learning to analyze your life 
and understand if there are things that are choking out your relationships and what kind of things you need to begin to let go of in the season of spring in order to focus in on cultivating healthy relationships. And we're going to apply it to those of you who are dating because what you see in dating, you are always going to see in marriage. You know, a lot of times when people are dating, they take it way too seriously. Dating is not the time to establish a lifelong commitment. It's the time to be on the lookout for healthy or unhealthy traits in our pursuit of finding a good match for our lives. So if you're dating and you're going through some of these struggles, I'm going to give you some advice about what it looks like to begin to let go, to give yourself permission to let go and move on. And I'm going to talk to those of you who are married and feel like you are in one-sided relationships where you're either giving too much or you're giving too little and what it looks like to start taking next steps to get your marriage to a healthier place. I'm even going to talk to those of you who are in a friendship stage and you feel like your friendships are not balanced. You feel like your friendships are one-sided. And what does it look like to navigate those one-sided relationships? And, and when do you keep pushing? But when do you learn to back off? And when do you give yourself permission to let go and start drawing those boundaries? Because guys, spring is the foundation. Spring is the beginning. Spring is the season of growth. Spring is the start of it all. And what you plant in spring is going to impact every other season. And one of my favorite things about this book, guys, is that I make sure to apply it to those of you who are single and those of you who are in a relationship. At the end of each chapter, we have reflection questions for couples and how to apply these different things. But we also have questions for singles so that you can just sit and, 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 and just reflect and journal about some of these topics and how you are navigating relationships with everybody in your life. Because the community that you're in, the friendships that you have right now, they're training grounds. They are training grounds for future romantic relationships. And, and so all of these aspects of a relationship are things that you can begin to apply right now in the season of spring. And one thing I want to mention about these seasons um, and this question that came in today, how do you know what season you're in? Well, well these are the different components that we're going to start talking through, but more specifically, if you want to know what season your relationship might be in, we created a brand new free quiz over at truelovedates.com. It's called, Is Your Relationship Healthy? And it's going to talk you through a series of questions. And at the end, you're going to get a, a an assessment of your relationship. And it's going to tell you what season your relationship is most likely in. So if you're interested in understanding what season you might be in currently, Go to truelovedates.com and sign up to take this free quiz. You'll get your answer in minutes and it'll give you some guide points, some things you might need to look for, some things you might need to be aware of, some problem spots you might be facing. It'll help you know exactly what season you're in. Today we talked about the season of spring and some of the characteristics of the season of spring. It's the season of growth. It's the season of attraction. It's the season of give and take. It's the season of planting the proper seeds and 
developing your friendship. Next week, we're going to talk about the season of summer and what components you need to be looking for in the season of summer. Thank you guys so much for joining me on this journey of the four seasons of a relationship. I hope this helps open your eyes to some of the qualities and characteristics of each and every season and how you can use it to grow your relationships. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast today. It was so fun to chat with you about love and relationships. No matter what your relationship status, if you're looking to go deeper with healthy relationships, I invite you to check out my books, True Love Dates, Choosing Marriage, or my brand new book, Love in Every Season. You can find out more information about those as well as hundreds of articles and in-depth courses over at my blog, truelovedates.com. I love connecting with you. So please find me on Facebook or Instagram at True Love Dates and give me a shout out. If you have a love and relationship question on your mind, reach out to me at truelovedates.com slash love and relationships. If you're loving what you're hearing on this show, be sure to subscribe and leave us your five-star review because it makes all the difference in getting the word out. I'm Deborah Faleta, and it was so great being together again today, and I can't wait to chat with you next week. Take care. Take care.